We are continuing to speak on spiritual health. Our theme at New Life Church this year has been well-being, health matters. This will probably be my concluding one as far as spiritual health is concerned. Don't I all shout hallelujah. But today I want to focus on a portion in Ephesians chapter 1. I'm going to read the whole chapter. It's part of our daily readings as a church this coming week. Ephesians is one of my favorite books in the Bible, if you don't need to take so many on a desert island, this type of scenario, Ephesians would be one of the books that I took with me. It's written by Paul while he is imprisoned in Rome. You know, it's amazing how in difficult circumstances or situations that God can speak to you and show you some incredible truths. Now, we are often, when we go through tough times, like an attitude of praying, God, get me out of here. Hey, I'm a Christian, get me out of here, type of attitude. And God really says, well, I want to, but I want to do something in you while you're in this situation. I want you to grow, and I want to bring some revelation about me, which will cause you to grow bigger in your walk. And that's where Paul was at, and he came away with some incredible revelation while he's in that prison in Rome. And while they wrote Ephesians, a letter to the church which was in Ephesus, and I'm going to read this chapter. This letter is from Paul, chosen by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus. I'm writing to God's holy people in Ephesus who are faithful followers of Christ Jesus. May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do and it gave him great pleasure. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. He has showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. God has now revealed to us his mysterious plan regarding Christ a plan to fulfill his own good pleasure. And this is the plan, at the right time he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven and on earth. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God. For he chose us in advance and he makes everything work out according to his plan. God's purpose was that we Jews, who were the first to trust in Christ, would bring praise and glory to God. And now you Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit, whom he promised long ago. The Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised and he has purchased us to be his own people. He did this so we would praise and glorify him. Ever since I first heard of your strong faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for God's people everywhere, I've not stopped talking, or sorry, I've not stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly. 
asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called, his holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Now he is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things for the benefit of the church. And the church is his body. It is made full and complete by Christ, who fills all things everywhere with himself. An incredible chapter, and there's so much truth in it, and we can't cover everything, but in relation to spiritual health and well-being, there's three matters, three topics I want to pick up on over the next couple of hours. No, just kidding, don't worry. About areas which will help in our spiritual well-being. But the background is Paul introduces himself in the letter. And then in verse 3, it says, All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we're united with Christ. True spiritual health starts off with a basis of understanding, recognition, revelation of what God has already done. Often in our prayers, we are praying for God to do this uh, now or in the future, and we talk about doing this now in the future, but we need as a background, as a basis, a recognition for true spiritual health of what God has already done. He has already blessed us with every spiritual blessing when we're united with Christ. I looked up what every meant. I know I looked up what the word every meant. I know you know already, but this is what I found. It means the greatest possible degree of, without exception, the greatest or best possible, the fullest possible all that there could be. So God has already blessed us with all the best possible that there could possibly be. How incredible as that. We always talk about what God is going to do, but we need an appreciation to walk in spiritual health and in good relationship with God. We need an appreciation of what God has already done. He has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms. He has adopted us as sons and daughters. He has cleansed us from all our unrighteousness. He's taken all our sins and mistakes and mess-ups and buried them and caused us to be given a robe of righteousness where we have right standing with God. He has seated us in the heavenly places. He has taken not just our sins but our sicknesses on his own body on Calvary. He has made us heirs of his promises. He had made us new creatures in Christ. The Bible says that the old has gone and the new has already come. We are new people because of Jesus. He has placed his Holy Spirit within us. He's poured his Holy Spirit upon 
us. He has showered his kindness on us. He has chosen us and he has poured kindness and love and mercy all over our lives. That's what he has already done. That is the background for us to begin to walk in spiritual health and well-being. But the three things I want to pick up upon based on that is we need, first of all, on the basis of what he's done, an understanding of God's pleasure. True spiritual health recognizes two things about what God has done. First of all, what he has done is all because of Jesus. All we have is because of Jesus. It's not to do with us, it's because of Jesus. It's through Jesus and our connection to Jesus. God has already done all that for us. But also, this is what he wanted to do, Paul says, and it gave him great pleasure. What God did for us and has done for us, he's did, he's done, sorry, because he wanted to. It gave him great pleasure to do it. He's now revealed to us his mysterious plan, a plan to fulfill his own good pleasure. I don't know about you, but there's been times when I've received a gift or been given something from somebody and I've actually known that it was not given with full pleasure. Part of it was given grudgingly, or you could tell it wasn't given to you wholeheartedly. There was a time some years ago when my wife and I were given a gift of a car. And two weeks later, the people who gave it came back and said, can they get it back? Now, we understood it wasn't given with pleasure in the first place. And the reality is, for me, when I know a gift is not given with pleasure, it doesn't have the same value or worth or enjoyment in my life. And if I'm being honest, there's been times where I've not enjoyed all the blessings of God in my life because I had an attitude and a mindset that God was giving them almost grudgingly and not because he wanted to bless me. But you know, all that God has done for us and is doing for us, it's not because he has to, it's because it's his good pleasure to bless you and to do what he wants for you and in you. His gifts he gives are with pleasure. You've probably seen or heard of the film Chariots of Fire based on the life of Eric Liddell. And he said this, or it's been attributed to him, when I run, I feel God's pleasure. I feel his pleasure. He believed that God gifted him to run well, but when he used that gift, he felt God's pleasure. So often I've received things from God and I've not fully appreciated it. My spiritual health wasn't that good because I didn't fully realize that God gave out of pleasure. But not only do we need to understand God's pleasure, we need to fulfill God's purpose. He chose us in advance, Paul writes, and he makes everything work out according to his plan. God's purpose was that we Jews, who were the first to trust in Christ, would bring praise and glory to God. And then he goes on to say, now you Gentiles, 
have to bring glory to God. That's your purpose. Jews are those who followed God and Israel, Jewish people, the Gentiles or anyone outside that. And God loves everyone the same. And God's purpose is for the Jews and Gentiles to bring praise and glory to God. There's two aspects to that. There's the God aspect that God is a God of purpose. It does not react, doesn't do things accidentally, doesn't have to change his mind. God is purposeful in what he does. He uses people, he uses words, he uses his power to fulfill his purpose. We read scriptures like Ephesians 3 and 11, which is about according to God's eternal purpose, he accomplished it in Christ Jesus our Lord, which was for the church to reveal his wisdom to the heavenly realms. God's purpose is for revelation of who he is, to declare how great he is sometimes. He appeared to Paul and says, I've appeared to you for this purpose, to appoint you. He appeared to Paul to give direction. His purpose is wrapped up in his direction for us, his declaration of who he is, and his demonstration of power. It says of Jesus, 1 John 3 and 8, this is the purpose why God, why Jesus was appeared, that he might destroy the works of the devil, i.e. God does everything for purpose. His purpose sometimes is to give direction to his people. Sometimes it's to declare how great and awesome and wonderful he is. Sometimes it's just to demonstrate his power. But God is always purposeful. And we need a recognition in spiritual health that God is a God of purpose and that we should be people of purpose. The two aspects of God being a God of purpose and for us to walk in spiritual health is one, recognize that God is a God of purpose. And number two, that we are called to fulfill purpose. We're called to fulfill God's purpose in our life. What gets you out of bed in the morning? It really should be to fulfill the purpose of God for your life. I'm sure we've all done things where it really seemed like a waste of time. Recently I was cleaning, picking up leaves out my garden and to be honest I actually thought I don't know the point because as soon as I do it more are going to come. I don't see the purpose behind this. Now my attitude was wrong but the reality is when we don't do things for purpose we don't have the same effort and we don't have the same fulfillment in it. And you and I were created for purpose. We weren't created just to go through the motions. We were created for the purposes of God. God is a God of purpose. And the big picture is our purpose is to bring honor and praise and glory to God in all that we do. Every time we're doing something, we should be asking ourselves the question, is this bringing praise, honor, glory to God? It's what I'm doing, pleasing Father God, because spiritual health is fulfilling the purposes of God for our life. You know, we sing songs like, for this cause, I'm giving up my life. But reality is, it's either a song or an anthem. It shouldn't just be a song that we sing. For this cause, for this purpose, I'm giving up my life. It really should be an anthem for our lives, that we're living for the purposes of God in my life. The big picture is we're all called to bring honor and glory to God, but the small picture is it'll look different in your life than it does 
in my life, the purpose will be unfolded in ways different in your world than my world. For some, it might be in church, ministry, leadership. For some, it might be in business. It might be in entertainment. It might be in sport. It might be in so many other avenues, education, politics. But are you living for the purposes of God? Because to walk in true spiritual health, you're alive to the purposes of God and you're fulfilling the purposes of God for your life. Paul started his letter here to the Ephesians and said this, Paul, chosen by the will of God to be an apostle of Jesus Christ. I.e., God's a God of purpose and I know my purpose in life is to be an apostle of Jesus Christ and I'm fulfilling my purpose. That's why he walked in spiritual well-being. Your purpose is not to bring fame, wealth, glory to you. It's to bring glory to him, but it'll be worked out in a different way. But I want to encourage you, spiritual health, to walk in a good spiritual place. It's, yes, recognizing that all that God has given you, he's given you from his pleasure. But also, you need to be fulfilling God's purpose for your life. That's true, spiritual health. But you also need to experience God's power in our life. True spiritual well-being is knowing God's pleasure, yes. It's fulfilling God's purpose, yes. But it's experiencing God's power in your life. From verse 15 through to 23 of the chapter we read, Paul tells them of his prayer for them. You know, and a healthy prayer, as an aside, is good for our well-being. Healthy prayer life is good for spiritual well-being. It doesn't mean to say you need to pray for eight hours a day, but if you want to, I'm not saying you shouldn't, but it's what type of praying we do. It's not so much the length or the quantity, but it's the quality of our prayer life. It's how we pray and connect with God. Paul prayer says, I thank God for you. No, our prayer life should be full of thanksgiving. A healthy prayer life is one which is full of thanksgiving. He also says, I pray for you constantly. A healthy prayer life is a consistent, ongoing prayer life, not just when we need God to show up in our life. But listen, that's just an aside. What he prayed for was spiritual wisdom, growth in the knowledge of God, hearts flooded with light, understanding of the hope that God has given us. And they're all great things that Paul prayed for. And each is a topic in its own. But I just want to pick up on his also prayer regarding spiritual health. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. The same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Wow. That is a big prayer, and it's a big prayer because we have a big God who answers big prayers. That prayer was that they might know God's power, which was at work in them. No, he had written to the Romans this, the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you, and just as God raised Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by his Spirit living within you. Spiritual health is being aware and experience the power of God in our life. We can't do it on our own. It means living for purpose. It means knowing that God's pleasure 
is to give you and to bless you, but it also means for his power at work in our life. And you know, we talk about God's power and experiencing God's power, and we think about healings and miracles and provision and things which are blow our minds, and that's part of it. But you know, experiencing God's health and spiritual health, it's not just on the big occasions. It's not just we need his power for the big things in life, though that is available. We need his spiritual power we need to experience that power on a daily basis. It could be times when I'm struggling on my own. There are times that I recognize I can't do this. There are times when I feel overwhelmed. There are times I don't know what to do. But spiritual health means there's a force within me. There's a power within me, which means I can come through this. I can carry on. Because 1 John 4 and 4 says, there's a spirit who lives in me, which is greater than the one that is in the world. And we, in a constant daily basis, need to experience the power of God. And that could be miracles. It could be healings. It could be the big things. But you know what? It could be like I'm a single struggling mom. And I can't can't seem to cope, but there's a source of God's power in my life, which means I can get through this, and I can get his wisdom, and I can get his strength to go through. It could mean that I'm struggling to make ends meet, but there's a power within me which knows that I'm going to make it, and that his provision will come into my life. It could be that I'm in the midst of a tunnel, and I can't even see the light at the end of the tunnel, but you know what? There's a power within me which means I can keep walking in the darkness until I begin to see the light at the end of the tunnel. It might mean I've been betrayed by my spouse, and I've been let down in heart and pain, and cheated, but you know what? I can still tap into a power of honor ending love, unconditional love. I can call on the one who's loved me, who's never failed me, a love who never let me go, and that love can power me and bring me through, even in difficulty. I may be being grief, and I've lost a loved one, and I'm struggling, and I'm only living day by day, but no, but there's a strength and a comfort and a source of powerful joy and comfort, which means I can still go on, I can still make it, and I can't going on believing that there's a shout of joy is going to come into my life one day. It may be that I'm hanging on by a thread. And I love something I saw on Facebook recently. I think it was the Reverend George Fiddis who put it up or quoted it. And it says, if you're hanging on by a thread, make sure it's the hem of his garment. You know, you might feel you're struggling. You might feel that you don't you're not able to carry on. You can't continue. But I want to tell you, you can walk in spiritual health in the way that it knows there's a power at work here, which means I can. There's a power in my life that I might be struggling, but I can call in a power within me, which means I can get through this. I might be out of my depth, but there's a power which is holding me up and causing me to still swim or float or carry on and get through this. God is at work. Sometimes power and victory being experienced in your life means that you're still struggling, but you still keep going. You still keep worshiping Him. You still keep praying to Him. You still keep reading your Bible. You still keep going to church. You keep doing what you've called to do, even though it's tough. Do you know why you do it? Because there's a spiritual power at work in you, which means you can. And wherever you are today, I want to pray that you experience a spiritual power which is not all about the miracles and the great thing, but there's a power which means that you can get through today and tomorrow and the next day. Romans 8.37 says this, despite all these things, and you can put whatever things are in your life, 
overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us, who made us more than conquerors. Today, spiritual health means you know and you understand it's God's pleasure to have done all that he's done for you and to bless you. God's not doing things grudgingly for you. He's doing it because it's his good pleasure to bless you, to love you, to give you all that you require. It's his good pleasure to make you right with him. Today, you maybe don't know God in a personal way because you've never asked Jesus to be a savior. You think God's against you. You think God's angry with you. You think that God can't do things. God's not for you. We want to tell you today that God's good pleasure is for you to come and receive his forgiveness and receive the new life that he can give you through Jesus Christ. You need to recognize today that God's not against you. God's for you and he's longing for you to come into that relationship with you and it's his good pleasure. And others, you're looking and you can't experience the blessings of God because you don't understand it's God's good pleasure. God's smile is on you and that's why he's blessing you just now. There's others and you know you're not fulfilling the purpose. You're not living for purpose. True spiritual health is living for the purposes of God in your life. But you can make a decision today to say, I'm going to begin to live for purpose. You might not know all that that entails, but you can come and say, Lord, I'm living for the purpose to glorify you in everything that I do. But Lord, I'm going to tap in to fulfill, find out what it is you want me specifically to do to fulfill your purpose and call in my life. Let Paul knew, and God can come and let you know. But you know, I know there are people there, you're watching us today and you're struggling and you're battling through life. And I'm going to pray that you experience God's power, a power that causes you to be sustained and not only survive, but you can thrive because there's a power at work in you. And true spiritual health is when you're struggling in life and even the kitchen sink is thrown at you, you still carry on because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world or he that is anything that's coming against you. But I really feel today there's some who are really struggling and I'm going to pray and believe for God to strengthen you and bring his power into your life. Sean and Gary can come back up and just sing something. But let me pray for you right where you are. Father, thank you for those who do know your smell and your pleasure in the life. But for those who don't, I pray that people will begin to realize how much you love them and the joy that you have in blessing and what you have blessed them with. For those who don't know the purpose of pay, Lord, you bring revelation into their life to see the specific purposes that you have for them. And more than that, we'll all live for your glory and your fame. But Lord, I pray for those who just need to experience your spiritual power, that they can walk in that spiritual health of knowing and experience your power in their life. Lord, there's some I know who might need a miracle, might need healing, might need you to do something incredible. Lord, I pray that the God who can will come and do what only he can do. But those who are just struggling with life, those who just feeling overwhelmed. Father, I pray that they will recognize and experience a power working within them, which means that they can. 
they can come through, that they can not just survive, but they can thrive and grow and know a peace and a joy and a strength that comes into them right now, which causes them to grow in more and more of all that you want for them, in them and around them. And I ask that right now they will be strengthened by your Spirit in Jesus' name. Amen.